now holy spirit of god we plead with you please bring light to our hearts show us what is going on inside us reveal the glorious heritage that we have in you that we might walk in the fullness of your redemption in the name of jesus thank you heavenly father in jesus name we pray and all god's people said amen amen the lord bless you in jesus name amen i'd like to begin this uh, final charge closing components of the divine priorities convention with a scripture that i i trust you're familiar with in ephesians chapter one ephesians chapter one ephesians chapter one and i'm reading from verse 15 ephesians chapter one from verse 15 therefore i also after i heard of your faith in the lord jesus and your love for all the saints i do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation please put it in the new king james version please he may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him verse 18 now the eyes of your understanding being enlightened flooded with light so that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us and at work in us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come and he has put all things under his feet and given him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all hallelujah paul heard of the faith of these ephesian believers he heard that the Ephesians had come to know Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. He heard that the gospel had gotten to them and that they had received Christ as their Lord and their Savior. And then something happened to Paul. He says to them, he said, When I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and I heard of the love that you have towards the saints paul said i began to pray for you i began to pray for you i think you can take out the verse now because that's not that one is not relevant and it can be distracting thank you paul says i began to pray for you that something will happen to you what was it paul was praying for he said i began to pray for you that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened he said i began to pray for you that the god and father of our lord jesus christ will give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that the eyes of your understanding the eyes of your heart will be enlightened to know something so that you may know you will come to know and experience practically for yourself what is the hope contained in the call the hope of his calling so that you will come to know the hope that his call contains you will come to know the possibilities that are inside the calling that you received when you came to faith in christ but apostle said if 
this does not happen to you and the eyes of your understanding are not enlightened you will not know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints there is a vast inheritance that he has in the saints and for the saints there are vast potentials and possibilities contained in this inheritance that jesus has for his saints but paul said until your eyes are opened you will not be able to realize it so i'm praying for you and then look at the next verse in verse 19 he says and i'm praying for you that you will know you will come to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power that is at work in us and for us who believe and that this power that is at work in us and for us who believe that it is exactly the same power that god exerted when he raised jesus from the dead and he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far far above all principality and power and above every name that is named not only in this age but in that which is to come and he has made him to be the head over all things he is the head of all things he is the lord of everything the head of the church and the head of all things for the church which is his body the fullness of the one that fills everything everywhere with himself i read this scripture to begin this uh, brief sharing about the indwelling which is the subject of the book that we have prayed over and dedicated today because if the lord does not open the eyes of our heart we will not come to a full realization of the possibilities of our life that has christ inside i said if the lord does not open our eyes we will not come to a full revelation of the possibilities of a life that carries christ within while i was working on this book it amazed me i couldn't believe the things i was seeing in the bible and i kept on asking myself is this true or it's a lie is this true and it's true this is god's word that cannot be broken this is scripture that cannot be broken and our subject this evening is called the indwelling and i like to read a few scriptures let's go to john chapter 14 and verse 20. thank you for the diagram i'm going to be using that in due course to bring some explanation but let's go to john 14 please help me to put up john 14 and verse 20. okay john's gospel chapter 14 and verse 20 jesus is speaking listen to what jesus said at that day jesus said you will know that i am in my father i am in my father you will know that i am in my father and you in me and i in you jesus said the day is coming when you will know that in that day jesus said you will know it will not be guesswork you will come to a certitude it will be it will be settled in your spirit that i am in my father and that the father is in me and that i i am in you i like you to note the prepositions that are being used oftentimes maybe because we do not pay attention to the details of scripture oftentimes we do not pay attention to the details of scripture the details revelation is in the detail 
revelation is in the detail if you don't pay attention to the details of scripture it will be next to impossible for you to have light from scripture jesus is making some sentence here he said in that day you will know that i am in the father and that you you are in me who is in the father and that i i am inside you john chapter 17 in fact from my studies it seems to me like john the beloved was given a unique a unique revelation hallelujah of this indwelling because you see it both in the the gospel that he wrote and you see it in the epistle the other person that had this amazing revelation was the apostle paul between those two people they brought out astounding revelations of what jesus intended for every believer john chapter 17 from verse 20 john 17 from 20 i do not pray for this alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word now look at verse 21 jesus speaking he said that they all may be one as you father are where in me so the father you are in me and i am in you that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me 22 and the glory which you gave me i have given them that they may be one just as we are one i in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and that you have loved them as you have loved me hallelujah when jesus spoke about the holy spirit he said to them he said i am going to send you the holy spirit uh, and he said that holy spirit he is with you right now but he will be in you did you remember jesus said that he said he is with you and he is going to dwell in you he's going to enter into you but right now he is with you let's go to first john chapter 4. i want to read several of these scriptures and then bring them together because we cannot possibly exhaust the study uh, in one evening first john chapter 4 look at verse 13 first john 4 13 by this by this we know that we abide in him in in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit and we have seen and testify that the father has sent the son as the savior of the world look at verse 15 whoever confesses that jesus is the son of god whoever acknowledges whoever confesses that jesus christ is the son of god look look what the bible says it says if anybody acknowledges and confesses that jesus christ is the son of god please look at what the bible says what does it say there it said god abides in him and he abides in god now you need to be careful when you read the bible so that you don't assume the bible to be saying something it is not saying this scripture doesn't say that if anyone confesses that jesus is the son of god god is with the person that's not what he says this scripture doesn't say if anyone 
confesses that Jesus is the son of God, then God is for the person. That is not what this scripture says. This scripture says that anyone that confesses and acknowledges that Jesus Christ is the son of God, what does he say? He says that God abides in him and he abides in God. This is the indwelling. What does it mean to indwell? To indwell means to live inside. To reside within. To indwell means that you are dwelling inside. So the indwelling actually discusses the fact that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God the Father himself and the Holy Spirit resides inside, inside the believer. And when you want to get a benefit from scripture, there are five steps you need to take to get benefit from scripture. Those that were in the training at Tiles, you, you got to learn that. The first thing you do when you approach scripture is information. So you have information in front of you. Scripture provides information. That is number one. The next thing you now do with this information, by the way, this principle is applicable to even your textbooks. <laughs> if you really want to benefit from anything. So the first thing is information. The next thing now is observation. You observe the information. Look at the information. Observe it. Pay attention to the detail in front of you. The third thing now that happens as you observe the information is revelation. You begin to gain revelation. Insight begins to come from your observation of the information. Then the next thing with this revelation coming into you now is implications what are now the implications of these revelations that are arising from my observation of this information <laughs> but even the implication that's not the final level the final level now is application this is how to understand your bible you see these five things this is how to walk in the reality of the word number one information number two observation observe the information observe it very closely you know when we when we are trained in medical school there are certain tests they do for us before you can become a doctor and i'm sure there are other doctors in the house you remember when you do the test you are not allowed to touch the patient. You are not allowed to touch the patient. You know what the test is? You are supposed to observe the person and after observing the person, you're supposed to tell the examiners what the problem is. If you touch the patient, you will fail that exam. one of the most important things that doctors are taught is observation in fact doctors are so trained in observation that you begin to attend to the patient as he is entering into your consulting room so a patient may come into your consulting room walking like that a proper doctor is already at work long before the patient arrives to his seat a well-trained doctor is already walking in his mind his mind is saying what could be wrong with this guy that is making him to have this gate that's what it's called a gate in other words the way he is walking now someone comes into your someone comes into your into your consulting room and this is the chair this is the chair for the patient and instead of sitting properly like this on the chair, he sits like this. A trained doctor. 
a trained doctor is watching the guy because the question is you people sit normally like this right why is this guy sitting <laughs> why is he sitting at the corner maybe there is something wrong under here maybe he has a boil maybe there is something why is he sitting at the, at the edge of the seat like that now if you are if you are not observant as a doctor you miss that and one sign that you miss with a patient can lead to death how do doctors solve problems it's observation they they look at you they look at you then they start checking they are checking for certain signs and when they see them then it will lead them to some diagnosis maybe with some lab laboratory tests and some other stuff the first thing is information number two is observation number three is revelation you now begin to see light but the light is not enough the next question is implications what are the implications of this revelation and then the final level is application what are the applications arising out of the implications of the revelations that i have received by my observation of this information when you go through those five steps your bible will go from the pages of the bible and manifest in your life so let's apply that to what we are reading the indwelling states the information states that when somebody is in christ when somebody confesses jesus christ as lord and savior god abides inside within the person as if this was not enough colossians chapter one let's get a little more information so that we can now tie the whole thing together please go with me to colossians chapter one and then we are going to read ephesians chapter three it's all over the bible colossians chapter one I'm reading from verse 26. The mystery, Colossians 1 from 26. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. So there is a mystery. There is a mystery. What's a mystery? A mystery is a secret hidden in God which has now become revealed. That's what a mystery is it's a divine secret that has now been revealed so there is a secret that god had and he kept it it was hidden inside god the bible says and then it says that god decided to make known this mystery hidden from ages and from generations but this mystery has now been revealed so what is the mystery next verse oh next verse please to them god willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery how glorious this mystery is to those who come to who come to tap into this mystery the the unquantifiable riches of the glory that is present in this mystery you know what do you know there are sick do you know that secrets have consequences that's why if someone has a passcode it could it could open fort knox <laughs> fort knox is where the american gold the gold bullions of the united states are stored it's somewhere in kentucky right huh fort knox the gold is stored in in the place solid gold the place is one of the most protected places on the face of planet earth if you have the passcodes they are secrets they are mysteries if you had those passcodes you could access the treasures now the bible says there is a mystery hidden in god and the riches of the glory of this mystery is unquantifiable but god decided to make it known what is this mystery he said this mystery is what christ in in christ in you the guarantee of glory christ in 
I want you to listen, servants of God. Christ at the right hand of the Father, he is glorious, but he is not your hope of glory. The Christ that rose again from the dead and ascended to heaven and he sat at the right hand of the Father. He is glorious. He is wonderful. He is majestic. But he is not the hope of glory of anybody until he becomes Christ where in you. Until he enters inside. Jesus is the savior, but he cannot save anybody from outside. Jesus Christ has never saved a soul from outside. It's impossible. He saves from within. He says, this is the testimony. He said, anybody who believes, who does not believe God, has made him a liar. But anybody who believes God receives the testimony of God. And then he said, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is where? In his son. So what does the Bible now say? Say, he that has the son has life. So if you have the son in you, then you have life. But if you don't have the son, then you don't have life. The wrath of God abides on the person. So the glory that God has ordained is a secret. A secret. What was this secret? The secret is that some people are going to inherit an amazing possibility. The possibility of the indwelling. Christ in you. Paul said to the Corinthians, examine yourselves whether you are still in the faith or whether you are reprobate. He said, don't you know that Christ is in you? You don't know that Christ is in you? Then you hear the Bible. The Bible says, it says we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Have you read that before in the Bible now? He said, what? Don't you know that your body is the temple the sanctuary where the Holy Spirit lives. So, there is a spirit inside you. Elihu made a statement. He said, I thought age should speak and multitude of years should teach wisdom. He said, but now I know that there is a spirit inside man. There is a spirit inside man. The indwelling means that the almighty Jehovah God lives in you Christ is in you and I want you to listen servants of God the Christ in you is not different from the Christ at the right hand of the father I said the Christ that is in you is the same Christ at the right hand of the father he is in you You are complete in Christ and Christ is complete in you. <laughs> I said you are complete in Christ and Jesus Christ is complete in you. It is not three-quarter Christ that lives inside the believer. It is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that resides inside you. You are his temple. God said, as God, he said, come out from among them and be separate as God himself has said I will walk in them have you read something like that before he said I will talk in them they shall be my people and I will be their God in Ephesians chapter 3 please help me to put up Ephesians chapter 3 and I'm, I'm almost done we'll simply go back to our five steps and if I can stir up your hunger to investigate this glory of this mystery. My work is done for tonight. Ephesians chapter 3, please from verse 16. Ephesians 3 from 16. Okay. From 14. 
he said, for this reason, Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 14, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, and I'm praying for you, that he will grant unto you. Have you seen verse 16? Please look at your Bible. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. That he will grant unto you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit. Where? Strengthened with might by his spirit. Where? Come on now, people, I need to hear from you. Strengthened with might by his spirit. Where? Inside the inner man. So his spirit is strengthening you inside. Then, look at that verse 17. Have you seen verse 17? That Christ may dwell. Where? In your heart. Christ may dwell. Where? Inside your heart. You say, Brother Ferdinand, is there space in my heart for another person to live inside my heart? The answer to that is yes. Let me tell you a story. Listen to this story. Jesus crossed the lake. And you remember the demoniac, the guy that was demon-possessed? Do you recall that guy? Do you remember the guy I'm talking about? Now, this man was by the tombs. And he was cutting himself, screaming. But when he saw Jesus, he ran to his feet and, and he knelt down. He said, what have I to do with you? And, and the rest of the story. Then Jesus asked him a question. Do you recall what Jesus asked him? What's your name? What's your name? What did the demon say? My name is Legion. Legion. Said the demon. Because we are many. Where is this demon spirit talking from? Inside a person. You know what a legion is? A legion in the Roman army is 6,000 soldiers. 6,000 soldiers. That's what makes up a legion. It's like a battalion. So the demon spirit said, my name is battalion. Legion. Because there are many of us. Where? Inside the man. Thousands of demons inside one person. One of the things that shocked me, I, I, I trembled, I'm telling you the truth, I shook, was when I discovered in this study the capacity of the human spirit. The size of your spirit inside. You see, because we are, we are, we are external people, God never planned that humanity will function from the external. It was in the Garden of Eden that outside took over and began to rule over the inside. What happened in the Garden of Eden was a coup against divine order. The divine order, man functioned from inside. He was made in the image of God. The spirit of man ruled. And then the devil came from outside. That's why after man fell, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, they took over. They took over. Why is that? Because in the garden, the devil used something outside to overthrow the rule, the government of the inner life. This one man was possessed by a legion of demons. Now, listen to the story. Now, listen. Stay with me. This guy says, my name is Legion. We are many. Then they began to plead with Jesus. Plenty of voices began to talk from one man. Send us into the swine. Send us into the swine, please. Send us into the swine. They were all talking to the man at the same time. Demon spirit. Now, the Bible said there were at least 2,000 pigs. 2,000 Pigs in a herd of swine that we are feeding nearby. Send us into the swine. So Jesus said, Go. Listen, listen. So the spirits 
that we are inside one human being came out of one human being and entered into 2,000 pigs and these 2,000 pigs ran and they went over the cliff and into the lake all of them drowned listen sir 2,000 pigs could not contain for one second what a man had carried for years the size of the heart man look man, i saw from doing this study that a human being is deep a human being is deep do you know why because god made man from the beginning with an arrangement to live inside man so he made space for himself inside man does it mean that man contains all of god oh if you know that god is a spirit you will know that it is possible for god to be in a person and be everywhere else in the fullness of who he is that christ go back to the scripture in ephesians chapter 3 that christ may dwell in your heart through faith yes that you being rooted and grounded in love next verse please quickly may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height yes of the love of god to know the love of christ which passes knowledge now 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 look 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 do you see what he says what does he say no no yeah yeah go back to verse 19 go back to verse 19 do you see what he says that you may be what I, I, please that you may be filled with all the fullness of god do you have the amplified translation please help me this verse 19 i think you do yes amplified please uh, our media guys thank you very much that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of christ which far surpasses men knowledge without experience now look what that thing says now that you 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 may be filled through all your being unto the fullness of god that you may have the richest measure of the divine presence and that you will become a body holy filled and flooded with god himself now what are the implications of a human being that is filled with god himself you see in the bible a couple of minutes and i'm done you see in the bible i found there are at least three dimensions of the presence of god one dimension of the presence of god is for god to be for you if god be for for eh? if god be for us that's god for us david said all my enemies are going to stumble because god is for god is for me in other words god is on your side the second dimension of the presence of god is for god to be with with for god to be with you god with you is a higher level of the divine presence than god for you because god can be for you and solve your problems from afar he can attend to your issues from afar but moses said to god if you don't go with with me and with us how will we be distinguished from the rest of the peoples of the world if your presence does not go with if your presence does not go with me don't send me from here and then god said my presence will go with you and i will give you rest that is the manifest presence of god when god goes with a person but god had something else in mind 
he will not just be for and he will not just be with but he will now be in the members of the new covenant he say i will dwell in them i will walk in them i will talk i will speak through them come and hear the bible say it is god that is at work in you in you it is god that is at work where in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure where is god walking from in you you hear the bible said little children you have overcome them have you read that scripture before first john 4 4 he said you have overcome them because greater is he that is where that is in in you than he that is in the world there's somebody inside you and what i want you to consider is the implications of that statement do you know what is going to happen to you when you wake up tomorrow in the morning knowing that the eternal jehovah the almighty god of heaven and earth is resident inside you do you do you know what will happen to you if you get a revelation if the eyes of your understanding are enlightened flooded with light and you become filled with all the fullness of god you know i'm amazed at the kind of prayer paul was praying compare that prayer to the kind of prayers that we are praying today that you might be filled with all the fullness of god this is our heritage please can you put up those slides let me just show you those illustrations and then we are done help me to put up the slides of the indwelling jesus said in that day you will know that i am in the father that's what jesus said and the father is in me yes thank you put put the next one now oh it's not too clear put the next slide uh, the next slide just go one step ahead oh brother please help me now um, our technical guys just change the slide the next one same file same file next slide <laughs> jesus said i am the father is in me i am in the father do you have it please yes good thank you now if i think this one is a bit clearer if you this one is not too clear but if you look if you look at that corner notice i have used certain emblems the triangle this is this is not this is my way of illustrating it in fact this illustration explained the thing to me and i like you to look at this illustration so that you will see where you are located and what is located inside you you know when we pray some prayers and we are running after witches and wizards outside the reason is because you are not paying attention to what is inside you people are not paying attention to what you carry inside you look at the first level so you see the blue triangle i have used that to represent the father and i have used the red cross to represent christ so from this what you have there that is christ is in the father that is that is scriptural am i correct next one now now please look more closely now do you notice the blue triangle inside the red cross so what do you have so you see that christ is in the father and the father is where he is inside christ next next one now now do you notice the diamond inside the triangle look at the diamond inside the triangle i have used the diamond to represent the believer as you know we are precious and we are his jewels so the diamond inside the triangle so christ is in the father the father is in christ and the believer 
is in the father in christ the believer is in the father excuse me this is scripture we just read this so the believer is in the father and he is in christ and christ himself is in the father put the final one now look what is going on there now so you notice that christ is in the believer who is in the father and in christ and together they are all we are inside the father you now understand when the bible says that your life is hidden in christ in god have you read something like that before this is what the thing looks like this is where you are located as a born again child of god and this is what is located inside you this is what is in you and this is where you are what jesus was praying for in john chapter 17 is not christian unity no 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 no. that's why jesus said that they may be one in us he didn't say that they may be one among themselves read john chapter 17 jesus never said oh father let that they may be one among themselves no 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 this was what he was praying for that they may enter into our oneness that they may become part of us and there's a statement that jesus made that blew my mind oh brothers and sisters this blew i'm telling you when i'm looking at these things i'm trembling do you know what jesus said in that prayer he said the glory which you have given to me i have given to them and i heard the spirit of god say to me that the glory that the father has given to christ was the glory of the indwelling the greatest glory that the father gave to jesus christ is that the father himself took his residence in christ from all eternity that's why jesus christ could say to philip how can you say show us the father if you have seen me you have seen the father or don't you believe that the father is in me and that i am in the father that is the greatest glory that jesus christ has that is what makes him god because he and the father they are one now jesus said that oneness that i have enjoyed with you for all eternity i give it to them that they may be one in us in the same way that you father you are inside me and i am inside you he said may they be one inside us so that the world may know that you have sent me do you know that agreeing among ourselves as christians will not cause the world to know that god sent jesus christ but the day that believers begin to walk in the fullness of the indwelling so i said the day that christians begin to walk knowing that the almighty father is resident inside them the world will see a new generation of believers and they will know that god sent jesus christ have you understood this now i'm going to stop at this point but my prayer for you is that you will walk in the reality of the indwelling my prayer for you is that you will walk conscious of the fact that someone lives in you when you pray in the spirit what do you think is going on somebody is talking inside you what are the implications of having the great physician living inside you do you know that the people that jesus healed he didn't live inside them what will happen if you had the healer himself resident inside you what are the implications of that <laughs> huh. what do you think is going to happen if you know excuse me please do you know that jesus is all he is in you 
He is in you in the fullness of his personality, in the fullness of his wisdom, in the fullness of his peace, in the fullness of his power, in the fullness of his grace. He is in you in the fullness of his attributes. He is all he is in you. Christ in you, inside you. The hope, the guarantee of the life of glory. For all time and eternity. If you will meditate on this thing, don't take my word for it. Take the book or take your Bible and begin to look at what it means that Christ is resident inside you. No wonder the Bible says, Now unto him that is able to do. Put up that scripture. That's the last place and we go. You were there. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Ephesians 3 20. Oh, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Look now. It says, now, to him who, by, in consequence of the action of his power, that is at work, we are. <laughs> you know when Christians are praying for the power of God and they are looking for the power of God, they are not checking inside. They are waiting that something will do ooh, from heaven. But the Bible says, God is able to do by his power that is at work in us. He's able to carry out his purpose and he's able to do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes or dreams. How is he able to do this? Please, everybody. How is he able to do this now? According to his power that is at work in you. There is power at work in you. Rise up on your feet and let us pray. Just, I want you to celebrate the indwelling. I want you to worship him. Say, Jesus, you are in me. Christ is in me. He is my hope of glory. You hear the old timers, they sing, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a change in my life. <laughs> a Holy Ghost on the inside is working on the... Do you... What implication? What are the implications that the same Jesus... Jesus Christ has never changed. And the same Jesus is inside you. Pray until your eyes are opened. Ask God to open the eyes of your understanding. Ask God to enlighten your eyes. Ask God to show you the implications of carrying the indwelling Christ. The resident Christ. The Christ that lives inside. Hallelujah. The Christ that resides in you. He is your peace. He is your righteousness. He is your victory. He is your power. He is your triumph. He is your all in all. He is your hope of glory. Christ is in you. It's no longer about you. It's about the Christ that is inside. Hallelujah. It's no longer about what you can do. It's about what he can do. Walking inside you. I'd like you to pray for just a couple of minutes. As we close DTC tonight. Ask that you will walk in the reality of the indwelling. There is somebody inside you. There is somebody inside you. There is somebody inside you. There is somebody living in you. There is somebody living in you. The same spirit. He said, if the spirit, if the spirit of him that raised up Christ from the dead lives in you, if the same spirit of the one that raised up Christ from the dead lives in you, he lives in you. The same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you. The same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you. The spirit of the person that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you. 
he says he will quicken he will give life 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 to your mortal body life and power strength and grace he will release unction the river will flow out of your innermost belly shall flow 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 rivers of living water rivers of living water rivers of living water i like you to pray for a couple of minutes christ is in you it's your hope of glory for all time and eternity Christ is in you. When this type of believers are multiplied, then the world will know. The world will know that the Father sent Jesus Christ. <laughs> when this kind of believers, believers that are walking in the fullness of the indwelling, then the world will know. The world will know that the Father has sent Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Please just. You know, we don't have the time. We, and I pray you, we have time to study this. I pray you, we have. I pray you, I pray you will. I pray, I, okay. Father, let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. Ask God to take away the veil. Ask God to take away the veil. Say, Father, take away the veil from my eyes. Open the eyes of my heart to see what you have granted to me. Jesus said, the glory which you have given to me father i give you to them that they may be one inside us hey hey hallelujah hey hallelujah hey what a life 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 hallelujah hallelujah can i invite you please just lift up your hands lift up your hands we would like to pray to close just lift up your hands eternal father my brothers and my sisters i have given them the words that you give to me i've given them these truths that you have brought i give to my brothers as you give to me free of charge freely you have received jesus you said freely give and lord we just give out this through we we and we are praying above all things for the opening of our eyes please give us your spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you take away the veil from our eyes reveal to us the consequences of the indwelling lord show us what it means that we are the temples of the living god it's not just a verse in the scriptures it is reality it's not just a verse in scripture it is solid reality we are the temples of the living god he is walking in us he is breathing in us he is talking in us somebody lives inside you greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and that is the guarantee of your victory he said you have overcome them father we have overcome them and the reason is provided he said because because great the person that lives in you is greater is greater is mightier than the one that lives in the world father we receive this insight we receive this revelation we ask that you will cause us to walk in the light of it to be people that live on the face of the planet earth with god on the inside filled with all the fullness of god walking in the light of your presence not just for us not just with us but in us hallelujah in the name of jesus christ father we pray that we will carry this glory 
and out of our belly rivers of this living water will flow to bless many to quench the flood to quench the flood to bring victory to bring deliverance and to bring liberty to many in the name of jesus christ thank you heavenly father thank you heavenly father father give us a continual consciousness of your indwelling blessed be the name of the lord thank you father in jesus name we have prayed and all god's people said amen one more time amen and amen